Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast, where we help you get clarity, build skills, enhance your character, curate your environment, take daily massive action, and develop a positive mindset. Join our community by heading over to workwithtimmydouglas.com and get our free book and list of questions that will help you build an impactful and purposeful life. Enjoy the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Ruhina Mera, who is an authenticity coach and guide. Ruhina, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing so well. Thank you, Timmy, so much for having me on your podcast. Of course. Thanks so much for coming on the show. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with just telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I like to do a few things for fun. Uh, My work actually is fun for me. Like I love working with people. I love talking to people. I love getting to know people. That's a big part of why I got into what I do now. Just connecting people to like, you know, where they want to go in life, getting clear on who they are. So that's a big part of what's fun for me. Um, Outside of work, of course, I love being like in nature, just exploring new places, hiking, um, going to the beach, things like that. It's a big part of what rejuvenates me. I love to read um, novels in particular, so I have a whole list of those, and I love animals. Yeah, so I hang out with my dog a lot. (laughs) What type of dog do you have? She's a have a poo, so she looks a lot like a mini golden doodle, but she's a Havanese poodle mix. I gotcha, I gotcha. I don't know why I asked, because I have no idea about dog breeds, but (laughs) I thought it'd be, you know, for those in the audience who know, they're probably like, oh, dog's so cute right now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah she's small and fluffy 15 pounds think of i'm sure like you have a visual brown yep. fur. I the, got it visual to mind yeah i love it i love it and what type of literature do you like to read um so i in particular really enjoy novels um i love historical fiction like realistic fiction um just things like even set things set in the modern day are great um anything with stories that's something i really love that's also part of why i like love getting to know different kinds of people and working with people i really love um listening to stories and the power of story and so outside of you know books I also listen to podcasts and like of course I, I love movies and you know tv shows like anyone else but what's appealing yeah. to me about all of these things the, the thread holding it all together is really stories I gotcha I gotcha and so tell us a little bit more about what the day-to-day looks like as an authenticity coach and guide is it mostly lead gen is it mostly client work is it mostly a mix of both tell us about it yeah yeah no it's the week is a mix of both typically today is a little bit more admin related um so I'm doing a little bit more like social media work I'm doing some emails like doing some outreach um getting back to some people that I'm interested in working with or like some some groups that I might be doing workshops for uh, things like that. So I'm spending my time again, just like taking care of things on the back end on, let's say like the middle of the week is a little bit more of my um, working with clients t- time. So uh, I usually will have several clients throughout the day spaced out in the middle of, you know, those I'll try to get a little bit of quick work done as well. Emails, things like that. But usually I do like beginning of the week and end of the week for my admin and and little things in between. I gotcha. I gotcha. And tell us a little bit more about your motivation. What really gets you up and keeps you going every yeah. day? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I already touched on it a little bit, but it's really, um, I again, I love people. Like, I think everyone has a different story to share and a different perspective on life. Um, And we don't realize that, you know, we live in our own little heads and our own bubbles. And of course, with age, with time, with experience, uh, potentially for people that go to to therapy, things like that, um, you get to learn a little bit more about yourself and a little bit more about the world. 
And I always knew from like a young age that I really wanted to help people. I tried different things. I thought about becoming a doctor. I thought about doing all these things. It took me a little while to figure out that mental health was what I was really passionate about and what I really cared about. And and connecting people to themselves like in almost like a mind, body, soul way, not like, you know, realizing that we're separate entities, but realizing that we're holistic people. And then all of these facets of our lives um, and different aspects of ourselves really help us become one person. So I love helping people connect to who they are and, you know, hopefully moving forward with that. Yeah. Yeah. When did you realize that you liked to do that? Did you like come out the womb and was like, I'm going to help people become more authentic or... You know, it's funny. Um, there were two things that I always knew I loved. I just didn't know how to articulate them. It's one of those things you just like know in your body, but you don't think about it necessarily. Yeah. Um, I always knew I loved people. I was a very social kid, like loved to talk, loved to listen. Um, and I loved kids as well. Like I, that's something I still really, really love. Um, but again, it's not something that I was like actively talking about because it was just like a very basic part of who I was. Yeah. Until maybe a few years ago. And, you know, I've worked in the corporate world. Um, I My background is in healthcare. And again, it was that that drive to like help people. How can I do that? So I went into public health, actually. Um, but I was like, I'm missing this component of after working for a few years, I realized I'm missing this component of like a one-to-one touch. Like I want to really see that change that I'm making and driving in people. And I felt so far removed from that um, in the corporate world. So that I think was a bigger trigger for me to realize, oh, okay. Like that's the piece that's missing. Like, how can we incorporate that into my life a little bit more? Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Well, let's jump into your dreams and goals. Now the real meat and potatoes of the podcast, what's your vision for your life and your kind of company and business as an authenticity coaching guide? Yeah. Yeah. Um, right now my vision is to, you know, I mean, this is basic, but like have a successful business. But what that means to me is to impact as many lives as possible. Um, That could mean a few things. Like I love doing the one-on-one sessions a lot. That's really where I get to help cultivate a unique experience for each of my clients. Um, I also love doing workshops. Like I do all kinds of workshops. And what I find there, um, the workshops, what's so different there is like the community aspect. People really, really, um, they can, because again, we're so in our heads a lot. Uh, we forget that other people are feeling similar emotions to what we're feeling. So yeah. doing workshops in a more like community setting helps people relate to one another and l- feel less alone. So I, lo- I love also helping people feel less isolated. So I want to keep doing both of those things. Um, and, you know, maybe in time expand, but I've also seen with like growing uh, a business to like different levels and like coaching, uh, helping t- coach other people to like coach my way. I, I don't want to lose my like coaching because I'm I'm in this maybe less so for the business and more so for the actual coaching like I really really want to be there for the people so right now my goal is to keep going <laughs> where I'm at and see where where it takes me in the next few years and then you know I've also learned not to plan too much because life takes you where it will you know every so often yeah um, yeah so so keep going basically there we are I love it and so when you say impact as many lives as possible in your business, how many people do you visualize in your head when you say that? Well, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily the quantity that matters here. It's more the quality for me. So like if one person comes to me and I can have a positive impact for them, I'm just as happy. Like in that moment, I'm just as grateful. I'm proud of that moment um, as I am for like the 50th person that has come mm-hmm. to me. So I don't know if it's like, like, yeah, I can look back and say, oh my God, I've helped like 20 people. But I think for me, the real uh, emotion of the impact, I feel that after every person. So again, 
I don't have a goal for the number of people. It's as many people that are willing and choose to work with me, um, you know, and, and that come across me, but I'll say as many as possible. So there's no, the sky's a limit. Possible. Um, you know, if it ends up being hundreds, that's great. If it ends up being thousands, that's great. If it ends up being more than that, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Um, well, do you have any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about? So we have impact as many lives as possible, both one for the unique experience and the workshops for the community. Yeah. I mean, I have all the other dreams and goals. Like I think a lot of people do, like I love to travel. I love to see new, um, cultures. I love to experience different places as part of, again, my like understanding people thing. I love to just go somewhere different and see like the architecture and the food and, and like understand how people came to that place to create, like, you know, whatever they did from like the materials they had, uh, at the time they did. And yeah, just like doing that is really fun for me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm currently single, but have a family at some point in the future. I love children, like I mentioned. So my hope is that that's something that will happen in the future as well. I gotcha. I gotcha currently single do you are you like actively searching like would you, if you found the one tomorrow would you be open to marriage in a year or oh, two yeah. yeah yeah absolutely I'm I'm always open um I feel like I've learned to be open to whatever comes my way with and with you know dating things you can't like plan no, all that really yeah. but yes open if it were to happen tomorrow yeah I got you okay cool 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 any other dreams or goals we got travel family help people feel less isolated impact them in the business yeah. Um, I mean, those are my big ones. Those are I good ones. Like stay present, be in the moment as much as possible. Just live from my heart space. That's really something I strive to do and, you know, help other people strive to do if that's what they would like as well from their lives. Yeah. My dreams are, are pretty simple, I think, but they, yeah. It's the <laughs> best the- kind to have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Well, what are the top one to two skills that you could develop right now to make your dream life come true? Yeah, I would say this for myself and for anybody, um, try different things. It's something that I've definitely been working on a lot. Um, You know, we all grow up with certain fears in our lives and fear is a big block for us to move forward. So I'll, you know, whether it's dating, whether it's my work, whatever it is, like, you know, having a business, it's a different kind of, of work. Like you create your, um, work streams, you create your income. So if I don't reach out to people and I don't, um, talk to new people on a regular basis, it doesn't mean everyone's going to work with me. It might be like one in a hundred, but if I don't make the effort of going to new places, talking to people, explaining what I do, explaining who I am, then that one person out of the hundred won't even be able to find me if, you know, they need my work. Uh, same thing with dating, you know, go new places, try new things. And I said that for everything, you know, even, Um, if you're someone who maybe isn't clear on what you want from life or like, you don't know what your dreams are. You don't know what you like. You don't, you dislike. try different things, go to an art class, go to a dance class, go to a different class, whatever it is that makes you happy. So I try to do that, um, as much as I can. Yeah. So what are the, what are some things you feel you're either going to try on the horizon or you feel like you should try, but you have some fear holding you back? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's funny. I actually like faced one this morning. Um, I was a little bit unsure about posting my work on LinkedIn because I was was in the corporate world for so long. Oh man, all my like old coworkers are going to see what I was doing or what I'm doing now. I'm like, is that weird? Like, will they judge me? And again, it's like a lot of old, you know, thoughts and, and childhood stuff that was coming up. And then I was like, wait, why, what does it matter? Like, does it really matter what anyone else thinks? Like, 
even if they judge me, like, is that to say that I'm any like less good or bad at what I'm doing now? Like what I'm doing is important to me. It makes me happy. So that was a fear I faced this morning and it was like uncomfortable for me to post on LinkedIn, but I was like, okay, we got to do it. Like we got to try at the very least. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I've been trying a few like different things just to like meet new people in terms of my work, especially um, I've been going to like fairs and things like that. For a while, I was like, does this even work? Like, who knows? And then one day, a few weeks ago, I was like, you know what? I don't know if it works, but let's do it. So, you know, I invested um, a certain amount of money in getting all the equipment together because you need a canopy and you need a table. You got to get a chair. You got to get all the materials, um, like the business cards and all whatever, the sheets, things like that. So I, I just realized I'm not answering your question because I'm not talking about the future. This is, but these are all things that have just happened that I was no, pushing. No, still great. Still great. <laughs> yeah. To, that I was pushing myself to do, um, but I just did. So I'm trying to think if I have anything. There's nothing immediate on my mind. That's why I talked about the past. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. If you had to think of one right now, gun to your head, fate yeah, of the world on the line, what's the new thing you would go try tomorrow that would put you out of your comfort zone? tomorrow all right I would I would maybe go to um uh maybe like a yoga studio or some kind of um venue where you know the people that the type of people that work with me uh tend to be and I would maybe talk to them and ask them if I could do a workshop live for them because I've emailed people a lot just to see if they would you know get back to me Ooh, but okay. maybe going in person and just offering and you know they might say no it's okay that's really not the thing that's important here the thing is me making the attempt and making the effort um I and it goes in hand with failure as well that was something that um I've also learned you know it doesn't people say this all the time but you don't always, people don't always realize it you are going to fail like x number of times it might be 100 times it might be 200 until you get to the thing you actually want but not seeing that failure as permanent and realizing that there are ways to move past it uh, and not letting it define you that's really important to me as well and just like keep going yeah yeah i love that i love that a lot and so your one thing you would do tomorrow if you had to go into your head and fate with the world on the line is basically door knock a yoga studio and ask to do a workshop yeah, I mean, any place that might, you know, have the type of people that I work with. Um, yeah, whether, so yoga studios are what came to mind, but any kind of um, studio, like a, a workout studio, or, mm. you know, that's where, where, where people gather for community, basically. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. And so you mentioned these fairs. What type of fairs uh, were you, did yeah. you have in mind, did you go to? Just curious. Yeah, yeah. I um, went to a couple in the last few weeks. There was one, I'm so I'm look in, in Los Angeles. There was one um, near me that was called a mindfulness expo. So I actually asked if I could do a workshop there and they let me do that. And then there was another one called like the healing arts fair. So that encompassed a whole lot of things, but I was like, let me see if I can like, you know, I don't, I've, I've gone to things like I've gone to like farmers markets, fairs, there's always vendors, there's people lined up, everyone's ready to sell you their stuff. But I always, thought like oh like who's actually gonna like <laughs> go up to these vendors and like buy things and it's like wait but they're there for a reason like that's yeah. a strange thing for me to think I should make an attempt to see what it's like on that side of it so um yeah I went to this fair just as a vendor um and I had a quite a lot of conversations with a lot of like really interesting people and um a lot of people asked about what I did and we, we had a chat you know a few people reached out so yeah it was successful overall I think that's epic I love yeah. you yeah yeah thank you 
course, of course. Um, yeah, just another thing about the failure thing and the realizing that you're going to fail. What's so interesting to me is that, you know, a lot of people are scared of failure and like business is built on failure. Like you <laughs> literally have a marketing campaign that's going to be successful 20% of the time. It's like, yeah, yeah I'm going to send out, I'm going to do Facebook ads and I'm going to get a hundred leads and I know 20% of them are going to convert to appointments. And I know I'm going to close seven of those appointments into sales and I'm going to be profitable on that. And it's like, that's a success, but really 93 or 92 of your hundred leads didn't end up converting. Like yeah. you failed 92, 93 times and you had seven successes, but the successes outweighed the failure, which is interesting to me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and yeah, if you choose to focus on the failure, that's what will really bog people mm -hmm. down because people might go into business not having the right expectations. They might think, oh, because if you've been working a job, you know, and getting money regularly, then you're used to things just working out. Yep. But in business, it's very different. Yeah. So definitely don't focus on the failure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, any other skills that you want to mention are trying different things to kind of overcome fear, the one you want to stick with. I mean, fear is, I think, the biggest block for, for all of us. I think it's also related to judgment. Um, and, and judgment to me means a couple things. I think when you judge yourself, um, you're also judging other people on similar things. It's basically your worldview. You have a judgment of the world. So trying to release judgment of something, just letting things be as they are, like not like, you know, if you have two colors, black and white. Black is not necessarily good or bad. White is not necessarily good or bad. They just are. It's they're black and they're white. So seeing them as they are, letting them be and applying that to as many aspects of your life as possible. Once you do that, you start to have a little bit more compassion for people in general. You start to understand where people are coming from. And maybe if you, even if you don't understand where people are coming from, you let people live the way they want to live and you live the way you want to live and you're less affected by how other people impact your life. There's like less negativity in your own life. You can just go forward and do what you have to do in the world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So fear and judgment, I feel that. Yeah. Well, what are the highest impact daily actions that are gonna tick the needle forward towards your dreams and goals? Yeah, you know, I think um, there's a lot of things, but the, the biggest one for me is like one-on-one -on -one interaction, which is why I love, that's when people really get to know who you are, especially in like, the kind of work I'm doing, um, what I sell is my services. And I, it's, I'm not selling like a product of some kinds. So the product can't speak for itself. I have to speak for myself. So going in person, having conversations with people, whether it's a quick 15 minute call, if someone's interested in what I'm doing, or whether it's a larger workshop that I'm doing at, you know, the yoga studio that I said I'd be <laughs> going up to. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there. Um, yeah. So whether it's, it's, you know, either of those or some other form of me just having a conversation with someone, maybe it's at a networking event, whatever it might be. I think that's the highest impact way to really um, help people understand who you are, what you're doing, even being on a podcast like yours, because people can really understand uh, my mission and hopefully can see like the truth behind it. It's less obvious in other platforms like social media or which I do think is, you know, still very beneficial um, or LinkedIn or whatever else people are using Facebook um those which are also very helpful like side platforms to i think be using mm -hmm. but they all are meant to lead to that one-on-one -on -one appointment like yes exactly they are yeah it's not to just sell them on a mass scale and then service them on a mass scale it's like yeah you know funnel it's the funnel you get them at it's the top the and... 
Yeah. Else, so. You might see one small thing that's interesting. Like maybe you, I talked about something like yesterday that was really interesting, a topic. And one person may see that and they feel it in, you know, their gut. Um, that feels like something that's, that's held them back from, you know, moving forward to live their best lives. So yeah, by no means am I discounting any other form of marketing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. What character trait do you most need to develop right now to make your dream life come true? Um. Oh, interesting. I would say, um, it's a hard one. All good. Yeah, I would say, so I'll elaborate on this. Diligence, not in that I am not diligent about what I'm doing because I, I, I'm doing like a lot of things every week, like trying new things, but I think maybe diligence in like one thing and just like, so maybe I just go to networking events like, 10 times a month or something, or like go to those yoga studios 10 times a month and try that just so I can test the waters and keep like start, you know, um, collecting feedback for myself a little bit more on what's working. So rather, so I, right now I'm trying like lots of different things. I'm doing social media. I'm going in person. I'm doing like the X, Y, Z thing. So I wonder if, um, being diligent about just trying one thing for maybe like a month or so will help me understand what my clients want better. Mm, I gotcha. Okay. So I'm hearing some diligence. I'm hearing some consistency. I'm hearing some focus. It's interesting because I have those things, but they're all kind of like, I like, um, I like routine, but I like things to be changed up a little bit. So uh -huh. yeah, I yeah. think maybe if I focused in like the one thing at a time. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. And what does this one thing need to produce for you to be able to consistently focus on it? Is it a personality thing in you like i just need stuff to change is it a business revenue goal where it's like i need to produce profit in x number of days or is it a kind of method of like i need to enjoy the method of like what what kind of hat does it fall yeah um i think so i definitely have like some revenue coming in but i wonder if i changed that that's the primary thing if i, I wonder if i changed the way i'm doing things if i would have more or maybe it would be less even like it's kind of like a testing ground mm -hmm. I think for me to see how things would go if I tried things like one month or one maybe two weeks at a time maybe one month is too much I gotcha I gotcha so it's less of a you need to be extremely happy with the method of marketing or you need to be extremely um knowledgeable or it's not a personal thing it's a kind of more of a business logistics thing it's like this method needs to generate X number of revenue so I can do it consistently and sustainably. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. You put that nice. beautifully into words. I see. Okay. If you had to pick one method that you think, say this is the only method you could pick, you yeah. have to stick with this business for the next 80 years. And this is the right. only method you can do lead gen. What method would be your number one right now? Um, I think definitely anything that, allows for that one-on-one uh, -on -one con like conversation. So, I mean, I'm definitely on social media and I think I can have impact there, but it's not like the thing that I gravitate towards. So, so the, like doing the speaking events that I've been doing, that's what I want to be doing. So like, again, I've been emailing, you know, people and whatnot, but going in person and saying, Hey, like, if you're willing, like, I'd love to offer a workshop or offer like services at your business. And if people, you know, not every business is obviously open to that, but if it feels like a good fit, then it's something that I would be willing to do. Um, so I think that would be the biggest impact. I really, again, what I love is like face-to-face -face interaction with people. 
So that would be a good sustainable way for me to keep moving forward. I gotcha. And so prospecting for those webinar, not webinars, sorry, that's a <laughs> online thing. It's a workshop. <laughs> prospecting for these workshops is it like cold emailing cold calling these businesses and setting up is it more of the door knocking is it more of a referral how does that typically work yeah i mean it's a it's a combination of all the things that so far what's worked um i've you know either had contacts that have led me to other contacts that they know um not being afraid of like bringing it up around someone doing it in a way that's not super aggressive is i try not to you know i don't want to make people uncomfortable i don't want people to feel like they have to help me out or they have to um, bring me into their workspace. I don't want them to feel obligated in any way. Um, yeah, but just, I think so far again, I've been cold emailing. Um, it's work sometimes, it's not work sometimes, but I think that face-to-face interaction of, like I said, going to those yoga studios, it's been on my mind, but I haven't done it as much or just going to to spaces where different people reside and just like talking to them and and seeing, you know, if my goals align with their goals. If you had to pick one way to reach out to them, what would most excite you? Would it be the cold walk up, cold email, cold call, networking? Yeah. Um, what would most excite me? It's hard to say because I haven't tried the cold, like walking up, walking up. But I feel like that could be interesting. It could be a good way for me to just um, have a conversation. It doesn't have to be like a pressure filled situation. Just yeah. a, a way to like have a conversation about what I do and who I am and you know, move on from there. I got you. I got you. Okay. Well, cool. Um, yeah, thanks for how, deep diving how... into uh, my marketing strategy. You said what? Thanks for deep diving into my marketing strategy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess I have one other question. I'm yes, yes. feeling like you need to kind of diligence, consistency, and focus. Is it feasible for you to just be like, okay, I'm going to do the walk-up method to every, like, store a restaurant business that fits my client profile for the next three months, six months. Is that a feasible thing for you to do? You know, I think it is. I think part of the reason why I haven't done it is because it's so much easier sometimes to get work done, like on your computer. You're just like there already. It's in front of you. And I'm just like, okay, let me crank out like these 10 things. But if I set a schedule for like, if I make a list of all the people that are located in one area at a time, like different areas, but like start with one area visit the like five or six that are there or like 10, however many there are that way it won't feel as um, overwhelming. Maybe, you yeah. know, because right now it's like, Oh, I could go there today and talk to them or I could be here and like create some marketing material and some, for some other formats that I use. Yeah. I got you. Do you want to commit to that right now? Sure. Let's commit to it. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> so tomorrow, tomorrow's Tuesday. I'm adding it to my calendar. I'm like, where can I go? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, that's awesome. Let me know how it goes. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Thank you. Wow. we You did a whole coaching session on me. I feel like I I just got <laughs> like a new business coach in the process. <laughs> Epic. Um, How long are you going to commit to it for? Are you going to commit two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, two years? Um, I will commit at a smaller scale for now, just mm-hmm. so that I know how much like energy and time it takes for me to do that. So let's like start for the next, like, let's say two weeks. Give me three. 
three you want three okay I have some travel coming up so I wasn't sure if that was like fair but I'll give you three I'll let you know how that goes okay okay sounds good sounds good well if there were one or two people you could meet right now this could be a specific person or a type of person and they'd really yeah. help you take that next step towards your dreams and goals who would they be and how would they help you yeah. You know, I have always wondered, I know um, she's a slightly controversial person sometimes, just like recent as of recently, but I have always wondered how JK Rowling before like the Harry Potter franchise became this massive thing, how she had the persistence to keep, to even start what she was doing or not maybe the faith to start what she was doing. But the reason I say that is because when she wrote the first book, you know, it was not the whole story. I always wonder how did she know that, did she even know that this one story was going to become this big thing? Did she always have like the whole seven books relatively panned out in her mind? Or was she just taking it one at a time? Because I've read all the books. I was a really big Harry Potter fan growing up. After reading all the books, it's like, there's no way, like you can't read, you can't have all seven without having some kind of idea of how this whole thing is going to go. Yeah. You know, I mean, of course, it, you know, it blew up and became this giant thing. I'm sure she didn't expect that. But yeah, I always wonder just like before starting, did she have an idea of like, I'm going to make a whole series yeah, and, and like come up with this whole, whole storyline. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know, because I don't know JK Rowling. But... Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know her either. So that's why I'd ask her. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Well, cool. Now we're going to jump into our thriving three. We're going to blow through this and then we're going to have one last section and we got to do it in eight minutes. You ready? Perfect. Awesome. So what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Yes. Um, I have a, my favorite podcast is Armchair Expert. If you okay. haven't listened, I highly recommend. Uh, Dax Shepard is excellent. Um, he does what I love, which is, you know, we're talking to people, understanding who they are, getting to know them on like a really deep level. What's his name? Uh, Armchair Expert. Uh, the podcast host. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard. Gotcha. He's a celebrity, actually. He is Kristen Bell, if you know who that is, her husband. Oh, there we go. I do know Kristen Bell. Yeah. I, I know the name. I can't really see her face right now, but I know she's popular. So. Yeah, yeah. She's the, one of the frozen gals. There you go. Uh, what's one way you like to take care of yourself? Um, I mentioned this already, but I like I really love going in nature. I find that it brings me back uh, into my body a lot. Um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people can relate with this. Uh, you know, sometimes we have a lot on our plates or we have too many things to do. Our to-do list gets so long. So we're always th future thinking, like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? So like, it's, you know, what, essentially what it is, is anxiety. But like, I, when I go to a place of nature, whether it's to a park or the beach, just like sit there for some time, I do find myself coming back into my body and I find I can be much more present then. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And what's one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet JK Rowling. Oh, to meet JK Rowling. I thought you were going to ask me about my business. And I was like, man, I committed to three weeks already. <laughs> um, that's an interesting question. I think it was so aspirational that I never even thought about how I would meet her, but I could go to London. I think she still lives there. There we go. There we go. <laughs> if you really get serious about meeting her, you should read a book called Giftology. Apologies. And then you okay. should do some research on her and get her a gift that would really touch her heart. Like maybe, you know, her mom always got her this pair of socks when they were growing up. And so you get her 20 pair of it. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a lovely tip. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And now we got our final series of questions. What's one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life, if any? Mm. Limiting belief. 
You know, I have spent becoming a coach, like required me to work so much on my own limiting beliefs. That's what I spent the last like four or five years doing. I'd like to hope at least none that are there's, I don't have any conscious limiting beliefs. I'm sure there are some like floating around in the back of my head that I'm not aware of, but right now I like to say nothing that's coming up. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, Well, cool. Since you don't have any conscious limiting beliefs, that means when they become conscious, you really do the work. So tell us about what thoughts or actions you resort to when limiting beliefs come up to kind of take back control. Yeah, absolutely. Um, depending, you know, on, of course, what it is, I usually find that limiting beliefs are again related to judgment. Mm-hmm. And I try to understand the different perspectives around that limiting belief. Like, this is how I think. How can other people maybe think? Why do I think like this? I really try to do the work on myself. And I feel if I feel like I can't, then I do seek out um, a third party, like a therapist or someone, or I'll talk it out. I find that for me, at least talking it out with people uh, um, is almost enough sometimes to get different perspectives and really, really help heal that limiting belief. Yeah, that awareness really, it does a number. Like as soon as you get aware of the limiting belief and then you admit Mm -hmm. it, it's like it kind of just dissipates. Mm -hmm. Oh, completely. Yeah, you you start to realize it dissipates and then you just have the ability to choose to do something else and you recognize it when it comes up again and you still have the ability to choose to do something else. So it's really that awareness that gives us our power back. No, completely. I agree. Yeah, it's like you said, it's the power. Like we don't, we, a lot of the times we give things power because they are subconscious. They're not something that we're actively aware of. So I completely yep. agree. All right, one last question for you. Ready? Mm-hmm, ready. What is your favorite belief about yourself? My favorite belief. Um, My favorite belief about myself is that I, as a person, and this translates to everybody, am valuable no matter, and like valuable and worthy as a human being, regardless of any of my external factors. So that means regardless of where I come from, regardless of my background, regardless of who my family is, my financial background, regardless of how I look, um, regardless of my career, any of those things. I am who I, I am worthy and just because I exist and I want all people to know that. I love it. Well, awesome. Rahina, that's all we got for you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. No, oh, thank you. This was fun. Of course. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Um, no, I think that's everything. Just such a lovely conversation. I hope your audience enjoys it. And yes. Thanks for <laughs> Awesome. Well, if you guys loved Rohina, loved what she had to say, make sure to check her out. All the links to do so will be down in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out. Hey there. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a review and send it to a friend. Don't forget, head over to workwithtimmydouglas.com to get your list of life-changing questions and our free book, Impact Ignition, Live a Purposeful Life. See you tomorrow for another show.